Welcome to the Even the Rocks podcast, where we believe that just like the rocks cry out proclaiming Jesus as our Savior, our symptoms cry out to help us support our temple. I'm Lindsay. And I am Danielle, and we are your hosts here. We are both nutritional therapy practitioners with a biblical worldview, and within this podcast, we will teach you the way God created our bodies to be innately intelligent. You will be pointed to Jesus and understand how to support your body best. Hey y'all, welcome to Even the Rocks podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking about the foundations of wellness. And just like the foundations of our faith, just like the foundations of what Jesus has given us in, in our relationship with him, everything in our body and the way our body works optimally is based on foundations as well. Those foundations include digestion, blood sugar, mineral balance, fatty acids, and hydration, and your how important your diet is. Yes. And that, like, I think that that was a huge awakening to me that we can sum up our holistic wellness in six things. Yeah. Six things, right. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I am not great with numbers and my clients laugh at me because they can tell now that like, Oh, are you trying to do math? Yes. Give me just a <laughs> moment, please. Um, but I think it's interesting that, and so, and it seems so overly simplistic that all of our wellness is summed up in six things and the marketing and dieting culture would make you think, Oh, you need to have this supplement and you need to have this and this superfood. And, um, you have to eat only these hours a day, or you have to have this shape. It's so confusing. Yes. But you know, they make people make our relationship with Jesus can just as confusing, you know, one thing that has always frustrated me in the church is, you know, I was five years old whenever I gave my heart to Jesus. And so many times people, whenever I see little kids get saved, when they, when they realize I am a sinner, Jesus died to save me from my sins. I need him period period. That's all you need. Yep. Yeah. Have I learned a lot about Jesus and theology and different, different stories since I was five? Yeah, I have, but I, but that's not what saved me. Right. That's not what is going to get me into heaven. What's going to get me into heaven is I knew I was a sinner. I knew Jesus died for my sins and I needed him yep. period. And we make it so confusing in the church. You have to know this and you need to know this theology and you need to, you know, you have to have all these verses memorized and those things are amazing and they're very beneficial and they're important to know, yep. but that's not what saves you. Exactly. And focusing on our hormones, you know, I, I get asked all the time, well, my hormones, I need to work on my hormones. I need to fix my hormones. My hormones are a mess. You, you get asked, I'm obese. Yep. I, I need, I need help losing weight. Those aren't the things we need to be focusing on. Right. We need to focus on digestion. Mm-hmm. We need to focus on your blood sugar. Yep. We need to focus on your minerals, your fats, your hydration, your diet. We need to focus on those things. What the, what that looks like, the foundational aspects, and move on from there. Absolutely. Everything else matters, but yeah. everything else is a result of that one thing. Everything in everything in the church, everything we're taught, every sermon we're taught, is based on. I was a sinner. I am a sinner. (laughs) Yes. Jesus died because I'm a sinner and I need him. Yep. 
everything else comes second. Yeah. And like in focusing, I think you're right. Like I, I, I don't know about you, but I got mixed up when I was in my twenties. Um, not mixed up in, um, necessarily theology, but like, this is when Bible journaling became a new thing. Like when I was in my twenties and I saw all these beautiful Bibles and then like all these people mm-hmm. had these fancy pins and like, were so creative and it was beautiful. And I didn't think that I was doing enough. You know what? Just being in my, in the Bible is more than enough. And so just like you talked about, like people, like for me, people will say, oh my gosh, my hormones are why I can't lose weight or I have PCOS and that's why I am overweight. Well, okay. That is a symptom of maybe, you know, maybe you are eating more, but PCOS is not making you pick up that fork. Right. That is not, that is not the reason or running through that drive through because you have a craving that is a complete different thing. And that has to do with, you know, we're going to talk about this more in detail, but that has to do with your blood sugar regulation. Yeah. And it has to it's do. A and, symptom. Yeah. It's a symptom. It's your body crying out. Even the rocks will cry out. Even yeah. your symptoms, even your body will cry out. Yep. And like, you know, you, and I think that people will get in your DMS and Hey, I, I always call it. Hey, girl, you. Um, like, Hey girl, I haven't talked to you since high school, but I'm like, this is what I'm doing. And I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not trying to bash side hustles or, you know, quality products. There are some quality products out there that are truly, really, really good. And yeah. they are providing a side income or a full income for people. And that's awesome. But the thing is, is that when we are only being told the, like the surface level of stuff, we're losing that foundation. We're losing, mm-hmm. we're almost, so like, this is something I talk about with another one of my friends is that we are becoming biblically illiterate or we are a biblically illiterate culture. We're not becoming, we are now. Yeah. And we have become body illiterate. Yes. We have become food illiterate because we just want everybody to tell us what to do. We want the yeah. next New York times bestseller to tell us what we're going to do or how to do the next best thing. We're always looking for the next best. When in our following Jesus, there is no next best. There's a next best step for you. There's right. maybe a place that God is like steering your steering wheel of some form, but there is no next best thing you can do because he's already done the work. Yeah. He and made so- our body to heal. We don't yes. need this supplement. He yep. made our digestive system to flow perfectly. Yep. He made it to do that. We don't need this supplement and this supplement and this fibrous, you know, the greatest tea that ever, that supports all your digestive issues. No, your body is supposed to heal. Your body is supposed to digest your food. You don't need this supplement to help you digest. Now, yeah, if you've relied on those things, if you haven't been supporting your digestive system right now, I take a lot of supplements. I do a lot of things to, to allow, to help support my body to do what I wasn't doing for over two decades. Yep. So does that, mean, does that mean I'm going to stay on those supplements forever? Does that mean that those supplements are even what's doing the work? No, it's helping my body do the work well, that I think it didn't do for so long. Right. And you like just said something that I guess I want to maybe get out there. And I was actually thinking about putting this on social media recently, but supplements are not, they're meant to supplement your daily life. And they are not meant to fix anything. They're not meant to cure anything. They are meant to help your body, like give it a boost to do what it's supposed to do anyway. Like, so it may be a cofactor for, for a um, process. 
So um, I'm just like, I'm thinking like right now, I will probably always have to take some kind of ox, like um, ox bile um, of some sort because I don't have a, pain, a, a gallbladder, a, pain, mm-hmm. a, kid. Um, a gallbladder. Um, and if I had known what I know now, I would know how to support my body to make my gallbladder actually function properly. Right. And really what I was dealing with was a fatty liver, which was causing me blood, blood sugar dysregulation. I wasn't digesting properly, but you know what I was eating and doing at that time? I was drinking a whole heck of a lot of alcohol. I was eating a whole heck of a lot of bar food because that goes with it. I was eating nothing. All of the oils. All of the non-oil, like all of the fake man-made oils. All the plastic. Yes, exactly. I was eating that. I was eating, um, like, this is really bad, but I was eating saltine crackers with, um, I can't believe it's not butter. Like, that was one, like, I still struggle. I mean, I haven't. Oh, no. You don't want to know. I you, okay. You guys will all figure out some of the nasty things I ate um, because no, of, I love that. Yeah, and I eat a version of it today all the time. Those little jovial, jovial sourdough crackers. Yeah, with ghee. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. So good, but I put a little bit of salt and cayenne pepper on it. Of course you do, because you always you always have the best recipes. Um, you've got my kids now eating the date with the butter and like, they will ask for it at night, like before bed and they sleep so well at night. Like uh-huh. we all do. I love it. So yeah. Any, yeah. Make oh sure yeah. And if you're me. listening to this podcast, don't hate on bedtime snacks. Yes, please. And don't hate on ice cream and yes. don't hate, and don't hate on the occasional sweet that you need to have or need right. that you want. Yeah. Um, we will hopefully teach you in this podcast over the course of time. We're going to teach you how to eat all the fun things and actually still thrive because is life really worth living if you're not having the fun things. Right. I mean, really? Um, <laughs> last week, last week, did you see that picture of me? I posted on Instagram. Um, we went to Walmart and I was walking past the haagen aisle and it was on sale. I went and bought like three three things of ice cream. My husband was like, if anyone sees you, they're going to not believe that you're a nutritionalist. And I was like, you can still eat ice cream and be healthy. And he was like, most people don't know that. And I was like, because they're not being taught the right thing. Yep. My ice cream that I eat is extremely clean and beneficial. And I eat yep. it almost every night before bed. <laughs> See, and I, like, I, yes, I can't do that. Like I'm not, I used to be an ice cream kind of girl, but honestly I'm a meat and potatoes girl. Like, if I will overeat mm-hmm. healthy food because of just the way that I'm wired, I would rather have that than I would have ice cream. But don't get me wrong. Like I will, I will totally go for that. See, but- whenever I, when I was in my terrible, terrible health, I loved eating super healthy, like vegetables and meat. Like you said, I never ate like processed boxed junk. I didn't eat that, but like I ate super healthy and like the quality that we're supposed to, but then I could go after that and eat an entire half gallon cart of ice cream in an evening. Yep. For sure. And you want to talk about gluttony. I never looked like a glutton. I've always been super thin, except my body wasn't absorbing anything because my digestive system was a disaster. None of my cells were getting any nutrients, even though I ate all the time, but I could go and eat that. Now I'll go in my kitchen, 
I'll grab a small bite of ice cream and then it'll be there for the, you know, the next day. Yeah. But I can still do that. Yep. I can go in there, eat a scoop, eat a little piece of, you know, usually I just grab a fork and put it in my ice cream. I eat that and I walk away. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's something that's new for me. Well, in the last few years for me is that I, you know, some people that I work with are like, oh, I can't have that on hand because I will just indulge too much. I'm like, if I don't have it on hand, I will crave it and want it. So if I like chocolate chip cookies are kind of a no go for me. So what I do is I freeze them. Um, I cut them in portions and I freeze everything. Like, I don't care if it's the most delicious chocolate cake. That's not even the most cleanest, whatever. I will freeze everything. And if I really want it, I know it's there and I don't crave that stuff. But yeah, people like, I think when we are, you know, people have the misconception of, um, well, I'm thin, so I must be healthy or I'm overweight and, and like larger body taking up more space. I must be really unhealthy. And sometimes, yes, excess weight on the body is, can become a problem. Don't get me wrong. Like that is the precursor to lots of diseases. Yeah. Okay. Everything. I was just going to say diseases of civilization, but everything. Um, but I think that that's the thing too, is that we, that we see everything through this outside view, not again at the deeper level, like now through the training of the NTA, I've been able to like, when I look at someone, I'm not looking at them anymore. I'm looking at what's inside going through recovery with like my own food addiction, my own codependency, my husband's addictions and things like that. I now look at their symptoms or their behaviors Mm -hmm. as a side effect or as, okay, wait, that is an indicator of something else. Like, you know, all that's, that's something too, that go, everything goes back to the foundation. Something is off. Everything is an indicator of something deeper and, um, using those foundations, we will probably honestly like go on and on and on and on about digestion and blood sugar regulation, because those are our two favorite foundations. And honestly, if you can get, if you can get your digestion and blood sugar regulation, you're probably going to absorb the minerals. You're probably going to absorb the fatty acids. You're probably going to absorb your, your water. You're probably going to absorb all those good foods that you're eating. So we will probably go on and on about those two, quite frankly. Yeah. You know, and, and in our, in our, in our careers, in our businesses, we put the people through a symptom burden analysis where we ask you over 300, we ask you 322 questions based on symptoms that you most likely think are just common. Like, like I said, um, even being ticklish is a symptom of something. And so whenever we, you know, we ask all these different symptoms and for my, for me personally, whenever I went through that questionnaire myself, I had, you know, we, we base everything on low priority, medium priority and high priority and how we can help you get all of your priorities and all of the different symptoms that you're struggling with into a low priority. So those symptoms aren't associated with your daily life anymore. And so, you know, for me, my, my heart was a high priority, my cardiovascular system, my, my female hormonal system was off the charts. My, my thyroid, my pituitary, my adrenals, um, my, my blood sugar, all of these things were an extreme high priority. I never even knew that my heart was a high priority. I didn't know it. Yep. But once I started to learn how to listen to those symptoms, 
then I saw my car, my cardiovascular system was a high priority. And I was like, I never knew that. I don't have family history of heart issues. I don't have any of that, but all I did. And I tell my clients this all the time when they see their chart and they're like, Oh, this is terrifying. I don't know what to do. This is overwhelming. All I did in my life was support digestion. That is literally the only thing I did. I had terrible absorption of minerals. I had terrible absorption of my fat. My liver was a disaster because I had a digestive dysfunction for 25 years. My body was a mess. And all I did was support the process of digestion. That's it. That was the only thing I did to support my body. And everything is now a low priority or not even on the charts. That's crazy because, because before the NTA, if I would have looked at that, I would have been like my heart, my, and, and my hormones, like those would have been the two things that I would have looked at the most. And that those were just a result of my digestive system didn't work right. Absolutely. And that's, so if you, I don't know if you're watching us on um, any of the channels or whatever that we're on, but um, Lindsay is like she is strong. I don't know if you can look at her body figure and then look at mine. Like I, I'm just going to say I take up space. Um, I am, I'm a big girl. I've always been a big girl, but I'm, I'm changing what the big girl actually looks like. I'm, I'm wanting to be stronger and not just have excess body mass. Right. So if you look at her, you wouldn't think that she had any kind of, um, heart issues. You wouldn't think she doesn't look like the stereotypical heart or, um, hormone, uh, struggling person. If you looked at me, you might think, oh, okay, I can, I can see that. Here's the thing. My whole family, um, I pulled up my, my bar graphs to, or my graphs to talk about, um, since you did, but my family has a like I have a very strong history of obesity, obesity related diseases, such as, um, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease. My dad has first heart attack at 42 years old. He was diagnosed diabetic in his thirties. My brother is young, three years younger than me. He was diagnosed as a type two diabetic at, at 22. Um, and he is on cholesterol medicine, on insulin, all that kind of stuff. And he's three years younger than me. So how old is that? That's 34. I think, <laughs> I think he's 34. Again, I don't do math y'all. Um, <laughs> But when I started the NTA, they make us go through and do like, they make us practice on ourselves and just kind of see and work with another um, partner and that kind of stuff in the class. My first, uh, knack <laughs> was ridiculous. I think everything was off the charts. So oh. I noticed, like, I think the only thing that wasn't was male reproductive because I don't have those parts. <laughs> and I Right. It's like, Oh yay! I, ha I don't have anything on the charts. And then it's like, Oh, never mind. Cause I don't have that. Um, so I like had the only thing kind of like Lindsay, like she chose to work on one process. I'm like, okay, what do all these things, these symptoms that I have or all of these body systems and that foundations have in common. And I'm like liver, all of mine have the liver in common. All my issues have the liver in common. And knowing I don't have a gallbladder, I'm like, okay, so I'm not emulsifying my fatty acids, which fatty acids is a, is a foundation of our wellness. And I'm like, okay, let's focus just on the liver. The liver is responsible for like, really, I honestly, everything. yeah, it, it is in, integral in everything, everything that your body does, energy, blood sugar, digestion, um, like, uh, detoxification, hormone, um, supports, like I can't even think of a place it doesn't belong. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, I don't think there isn't a place like even in our um, mental health and stuff, it has yeah. to be working in order to have mental health. Like, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I don't think there's a place that the liver doesn't have its fingers into. So what I started doing was simply um, supporting just one organ. And that's all I've done really for about the last year, because let's be real. The NTA was overwhelming when you're working and have kids and homeschool and all of that. That was a lot of work. So I'm like, okay, I will just do one thing. And I think, okay, going back to foundations again, I think that's something that we forget about too in our culture is that we think we have to do all these things at one time when we forget to step back and just go back to that one thing. So Mm -hmm. one thing is enough. Like, honestly, one thing, if you don't have that life right now to do all the things, don't do it. Like that's not sustainable. But now that I've been supporting that liver, I know that I I sent this to Lindsay the other day. I'm like, Oh my gosh, just by supporting one organ, I was shocked to see that my digestion, my upper GI, my liver, my small intestine, all everything, my hormones, like other, like everything went down. Yeah. Just by supporting one dang organ. So of course I went through and I'm like, okay, that inspired me to like move on to the next thing and keep move building. But it's like, again, when we think about supporting ourselves, our spiritual life, being in communication in relationship with our creator, with being in communication in relationship with Jesus, being in the word, that's enough. You don't need all the journal pens or all the supplements, yes. all the things. You just need to start. Right. Because you're right. You look on Pinterest and, and like at Bible studies and it's just all these beautiful Bibles that have all these colorful writings on them and they just look glamorous. And it's like, Oh, I don't know how to read like that. I don't know how to, you know, take notes like that on the side of my, those notes aren't scripture. No, those notes on the side of the Bible, that artist who makes her Bible look beautiful. That's not what Jesus gave you. Right. The most beautiful part of the Bible is those little black and red words. That's it. The rest of it is just, that's going to burn. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's going to burn. Exactly. Those words won't. Those words that everyone's Bible looks like. If you get a Bible that's, you know, credible. (laughs) Yes. Yes. There's some out there that aren't. Yes. Those words are alive. Those words are active. Those words are telling you just like your body tells you, those words tell you how to live your life and your symptoms tell you how to support your, your life. Absolutely. And I, and like, so yeah, like we will be going back to digestion and blood sugar. And we, so the goal, the idea is that we will do this season, just kind of overview Um, some things and we will end up um, so like the next episode next week, we will talk about digestion in much more detail kind of thing. Um, But then we're going to break it up into seasons and actually go deeper and like kind of like help you navigate around some symptoms and things like that. But again, like I just can't, it always to me goes back to the liver and I know it does you too. It always goes back to the liver and you know, Thinking about the foundations too, we like what you see on the outside is an organism. And like, so we make up this whole, um, like we, like who we are is like this organism. And then underneath that, we are just a bunch of systems. 
underneath that so systems meaning like cardiovascular system endocrine system excretory system like that digestive system that so but then underneath that are a bunch of organs those organs control those systems right those organs are have to be healthy for the systems to be working and then under that we have tissues that make up those organs like in like four layers in the stomach of different kinds of different kinds of tissues mm-hmm. and then underneath that we have cells and then underneath that we have chem- the chemical properties that make the cells so if you think about it you know i think you've seen this but we are a product of what we eat literally from the cellular level because our cells even on our skin just thinking about your skin your skin sloughs off in how many days yeah. i don't remember anyway your skin sloughs off but whatever's underneath is what you have eaten and done and your lifestyle rep- represents that. And then mm-hmm. I always talk with my clients too. I'm like, you know, your, your period, cause most of my clients are women. I do have a few men. They're so sweet. Um, but, um, a lot of my women, I'm like, you know, you are fortunate that you have a monthly report card. You have a period that can tell us what you were doing three to six months ago. So you can't really lie to your body. You can't hide. You can't go and eat like crap or be overly stressed. And that's something that we're going to talk about too, is like sleep and stress and like lifestyle kinds of things as well. But you mentioned earlier, like people that work out too much, your body does not see stress as good or bad. Right. Your body only sees stress as stress and always going to respond to it as if you are pulling a kid out of a burning house or out of underneath a car. Your body's always going to respond that way. And we weren't meant to be in that state of stress right? all the time. And just looking at your phone can bring you stress. Driving down the road and somebody almost running into you causes you stress. Like just the simple things in our life that cause us stress. No wonder we're all a disaster. No wonder we're all mineral deficient because stress causes you to be mineral deficient. Yep. Stress literally depletes your body of minerals. And if you don't have minerals... How can we expect anything else in our body to function? No, and like thinking about stress and the mineral depletion, um, a lot of women that are in um, like functional fitness, CrossFit, you know, like Orange Theory and, you know, and I'm meaning like people that are doing it two, three times a day, maybe once like every, you know, for six days in a row and not taking your rest days. A lot of women are deficient in magnesium. Mm-hmm. And if you're on um, cholesterol medicine, for example, a statin, statins deplete you of magnesium. What is your heart? Your heart is a muscle. Magnesium supports your muscles to being able to contract and relax. Your heart contracts and relaxes to pump blood. When cholesterol mm-hmm. medicine, if you're not taking magnesium with it, the, a proper magnesium, not just a magnesium over the counter, um, but if you're taking proper magnesium or eating foods with magnesium to replenish that, what do you think is going to happen? That's right. Gonna, that's not going to pump anymore. I, and the re- I, yeah, the reason that statins work, we have to look at everything as our whole body. Yep. The reason that statins are effective in lowering your cholesterol is because statins, the only thing they do is eat your liver cells yep. and then your liver can't break down those fats. So therefore you're not going to absorb your, your minerals that you're eating. Because you have to have fats broken down to be able to absorb minerals. So then that, that fat is not being absorbed into your cells. Your magnesium isn't being absorbed. That fat that wasn't absorbed isn't going to your heart, which really is a very, very small 
small thing that really doesn't have that big of an effect on your body. But the minerals really do. Yep. When you don't have minerals in your heart, your heart's not going to pump. So then, yeah, I mean, yeah, your cholesterol will be low. <laughs> yep. But that's about it. That's and, the only thing that's good. Yeah. And that's not foundational. No. And eventually we'll go into the, like the whole um, cardiovascular system at some point. Cause I'm seriously obsessed with heart disease and diabetes and anything that has to do with the heart and li- like, again, anything that has to do with the liver I'm obsessed with because it's like, me take too. Care, take care of your dang liver and you'll be fine. Um, yeah. I might say that a lot. I'm sorry. Just take care of your liver. Then, you know, if it's repeated, it's important. So, you know, kind of like when Jesus repeats things from either from the old Testament or when he repeats it throughout his ministry, it's probably important. Yeah. Uh, he does tell us not to worry a lot of times. Yep. Do not have fear. When we have fear, when we're worried, it not only just we're worried, it impacts every function of our body. <laughs> Let's be real. When we're worried, we deplete, we deplete our minerals. When we deplete our minerals, every function in your body doesn't work right. He didn't just say that to be like, oh, don't have fear. No, he said that because he made your body to work right. He doesn't want you to be in fear. He doesn't want you to be worried. And so when we are, our body doesn't work right. Yeah. And, I, you know, as you were talking about that, I started thinking about mental health. There's a reason, again, God says 365 times in the Bible, do not worry or have no fear no, or whatever. And because... Your mental health, or first of all, to digest, which we'll get into this later, you have to be in a parasympathetic state, which means yeah. you're not stressed. To even start, like digestion starts in the brain. And then thinking about your um, large intestines, knowing that the serotonin is made in your large intestines and that serotonin is in charge of your mental health up in your brain, it's kind of important that we don't worry. And I think that. For me, I never had anybody make that connection for me that the literally our lifestyle is what God's talking about in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Like he's talking not just about our spiritual health, absolutely our spiritual health. Yeah. But also in order to have good spiritual health, you also have to be physically healthy. We are, and I know people overuse this thing that we are like the, our bodies are the temple, the holy temple of the Holy Spirit. That's awesome. But people don't care. People don't no. care. So that's a problem, but also it's a problem that we don't realize how selfish we are, at least in Western American culture. I can't speak for anybody else, um, but in Western American culture, we are so dang selfish. We think we earned and we deserve. And you know, I was talking to a friend yesterday and I was like, yeah, I need to do a grocery order. I need to, you know, order my groceries from Thrive because you know, she had gone to the grocery store and all of the aisles were empty, you know, because of everything going on in Afghanistan right now. Yep. And she was like, yeah, we need to go to the grocery store. She was like, but everything is empty. She was like, I'm going to have to drive around to all these grocery stores and get, and get groceries because they were out. You know, it was their time to go grocery shopping. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to get on Thrive and order a bunch of food just in case, you know, in case grocery stores empty out. And I thought, what is wrong with you? There are people in the only clothes they own right now because their homes were probably just burned down. Mm-hmm. They have no food. They're hiding in caves and you're worried about going and dropping, you know, $200 on groceries. So your pantry is full. 
Okay. Which, by the way, I'm let's so be, mad at myself. Let's be real. How many of our pantries are empty? Let's right? Be real. And even our poorest of the poor in this country still have access to food. It may not be the quality food, which there there are things that need to change. Don't get me wrong. Like right. there need to be things. And we need to be the hands and feet of the church and take care of that. However, yeah. I'll I'll leave that for another day. But um we are not hungry in this country. No. In fact, we are overfed and undernourished. And it can be overfed in food, which most of us are overfed and undernourished with our food, but we're overfed of information and undernourished of actually having to live out. Like we are not being forced to live out anything right now. Again, we're recording this the same week that the Afghanistan in 2021, um, that the United States troops have started to pull out and um, the Taliban has actually taken back control of Afghanistan. And we're, that's, that's the, premise of where we're at right now and um of of this conversation but you're right there are people handing over their children to strangers of a whole nother country to make sure like just in hopes that their kids get to live a better life and we and they haven't you know who knows when the last time that they've eaten because who eats when you're stressed okay some people do but they're not digesting they're not digesting it they're not absorbing that (laughs) no so the thing is, is that we need like a reality check. And I really hope that this podcast helps people with that reality check that, mm-hmm. oh, wait, I am, if you are not a follower of Jesus, Lindsay or myself would be, would love to have a conversation with you. You are welcome to email us um, at any time at um, even the rocks podcast at gmail.com. Please, please, please reach out to us if you are not a believer and you want to learn more. Um, but if you are a believer, you are called to live a life differently. And I just shared a podcast um, yesterday on this, but you are called to live a life differently. And um, because we are set apart from the world and because we are set apart from the world, we get to live free and we get to be set free from our sins, our burdens, and the old ways of life. So if we say we're a follower of Jesus and we're still eating crap food, we're not moving. We are sitting like a sloth on the couch. We are watching, binge watching shows day after day after day after day. We haven't been in the Bible. We Where's your purpose? Right. Where did it go? Like you did not get saved to do nothing. You yeah. are saved and then you are called to go and make disciples. And so we're, we're saved and we're called to go. We're called to do something out of our love and our surrender to Jesus. And it's not for us to just hold on to for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Our body, you know, even part of going, going doesn't mean that you're, you have to do this huge, big thing. Nope. For us right now, going is recording these podcast episodes yep. because we're using what God has given us. We're using the illnesses that we both went through, the struggles that we both went through. And we're like this Yes, it has to do with what we've done to our body. It has to do with how we're supporting our body better. It has to do with how we help people physically. But even in that, that is Jesus working. That is Jesus. That's Jesus honoring what we're doing. That's Jesus using what we're doing. And ultimately it's about him supporting our body, doing our business. It's about him and what he's called us to do in this season. And right now that is helping people support their body and utilizing that in a way to point people to Jesus. 
Yeah. And I think that that, I was just going to say before, um, before you put that in there, I was going to say, like, we're, I love that we're on the same, like, mind path, but it's selfish. Yeah. It's selfish if we don't use what we've learned and the gifts of what we've learned and the financial gift that allowed us to pay for our education. And, like, it's all giving back to him mm -hmm. um, and his people. And I was thinking, too, I'm like, if we don't, if we're not doing, and I don't mean that you have to work for your salvation. We like salvation is a gift. You cannot earn it. Nothing like that. But what purpose do I stand? What in good faith can I say? The more I know who my creator is, the more I know who Jesus is, and I'm supposed to look and have a life similar to him where I'm humbling myself and making myself, you know, like nothing, whatever the Philippians two, I can't, I, I used to have it memorized. I'm, I suck at memorizing scripture. Um, but like making myself nothing, not that I'm not nothing, but making that my body is well enough to pour into others, to pour into the family that I've been gifted. I went through infertility, multiple miscarriages and pain in order to have those kids. Yeah. The, the pain I went through with my marriage, why I cannot steward that well, if I am not doing things to make what's inside me well. And I've always said, in order to do the kingdom work out here, I must first work on that kingdom work inside. Yeah. And I think that's what the foundation of wellness really is, is doing that kingdom work inside, honoring who we are, honoring whose we are, honoring the creator, and really slowing down to listen so that mm -hmm. we can take care of those foundations. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. So this is the, this was our episode on the foundations of wellness. Again, Lindsay, would you please repeat those again? Yes, they are digestion, blood sugar, your mineral balance, your dietary essential fatty acids, hydration, and the diet that you eat. What you nourish your body with matters and how those functions of your body all of that matters for everything else that goes on in your body. Yep. And that's, again, that's where everything starts with our wellness. But honestly, we can always, always, always look back to Jesus, look back to the creator, because we are the creation and we're always going to cry out for him in everything. I hope you guys have a great day. See y'all later. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can support this podcast by going to koko-fi.com slash even the rocks podcast, or find this link in the show notes. This helps to support us continue to make these episodes available to you. If you would like to work with either of us, you can find us on Instagram at even the rocks podcast or email us at even the rocks podcast at gmail.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please rate us at five stars and leave us a review. We appreciate you greatly for listening.